1: stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started
0: the Talksport sport fan network is proudly supported by muck delivery bringing you the food you love muck delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door no matter the results you'll always be winning with muck delivery so the only thing left to say is you in Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. I'm back, it only took me 18 years. Let's get us
2: promoted and back up to the football league where we belong.
0: Welcome to
2: Rob, Ryan Red a Rexham FC podcast by Nathan Salt and Rich Faye bringing you all the latest views, news and interviews from around the racecourse now if you're new around here, make sure to subscribe but enough of that, let's get on with the show
0: Hello, Kreiser. Thank you for joining us for a special bonus edition of Rob Ryan Red, the Wrexham podcast, brought to you by Red Ten People Development. Well, our last show this week aged about as well as Knox County's low moot for Connor Lemonhay Evans. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to that show. Uh, if you haven't already, then please do go back and listen to it. We discussed Billy Waters' signing from Barrow. We spoke to a York City reporter ahead of our match with them this weekend. And we were joined by Gemma Owen, head of a record-breaking weekend for Wrexham Women. However, we couldn't ignore the seismic news this week as Wrexham broke the internet with a sensational signing of Ben Foster for the final eight matches of the season. We had heard whispers of this all week and didn't watch to sort of speculate on it. But there was no ignoring it by Thursday morning I was there as Foster became Pitbull and went Mr. Worldwide. This is arguably the biggest signing in the history of the National League. Myself and Nathan Salt will take a look at how and why it has happened. And Naif, I guess, starting off, it has been a mad, mad week, hasn't it? And this feels like the, by far and away, the biggest signing of the, the Robin Ryan era. Yeah, you know, without a shadow
2: of a doubt, you know this is a player who was in the Premier League last season. You know, saving penalties and and was was a was a clearly a, a Premier League caliber goalkeeper. Newcastle wanted him in the summer. He turned that down just because if he didn't want the commitment to the commuting out all the time, and that would have been a reserve role to Nick Pope. I think with Martin Dubravka and everything, you know, that all that situation of Man United and. Was out on loan and, and Carl Darlow, and they had a bit of a goalkeeper crisis so he would have been cover there and look you know i work obviously for the mail and they brought the story that tottenham wanted him when hugo Lloris got injured so yeah you know, that's a, two teams there that challenging for the top four in the premier league both wanted him and at tottenham he would have got game time so he's now in the fifth division with us with Wrexham, an absolutely a, a huge huge signing you Phil Parkinson said himself, when these opportunities come around and they don't come around very often, you've you've got to take it.
0: Yeah, and of course, I mean, to take us back then a week ago, Rob Layton gets his knee ligament damage at half-time of the win against Bromley. Uh, There's a great piece in The Athletic, if you haven't read this already, and we'll summarise that Ryan Reynolds was watching that game. He sent a message to the Bromley goalkeeper, Sam Long, after Wrexham's win, and just congratulated him on the performance for playing so well making some big saves and weirdly enough Sam Long who was in goal for Bromley last weekend who Ryan Reynolds messaged is at the same agency as Ben Foster and after the game they've got wind of Ryan Reynolds sending this message and supposedly you know Richard Lee who is Ben Foster's sort of go-to man who works as his agent and has been sort of fielding the call for him all season someone from his agency Touched base of Wrexham on Monday basically and said, "Have you got any plans to replace Rob Langton?" The immediate response from Wrexham was, "No, unless someone exceptional comes available, they're happy to end the season with with what they've got, which is Mark Howard and, and Rory Watson and goal." And then it's posed to Ben Foster. Well, Wrexham could be in the market for a keeper if if they if the right one comes available and you are of that calibre. And Ben Foster, who is quite quickly turned down lots of offers we believe you know this season because he's just not really had that interest he's been focused on his own business and commercial interests which we will come to it all links together but as Susie Hood wrecks him, and the fact of it being a short-term deal this time a chance to become an instant hero a club that matches his own ambitions they're aligned with everything he wants to do a huge opportunity for him and the club to get some worldwide global attention it just made so much sense of him. He's based in the Midlands. It's only an hour, an hour and a half away for him to get to North Wales as well. And of course, the majority of our remaining matches are at home as well. So that makes it a lot easier. There'll be Barnett and Torquay as sort of difficult away games overnighters. But other than that, I mean, Halifax, he could do there in the day as well if he needed to. So it ticked a lot of boxes. And yeah, Nath, the fact that Wrexham initially were maybe in the market for a goalkeeper does say that, you know, Park still has that faith in, in Howard but Ben Foster is just an absolute cut above isn't he this is very much a different level to to what we're used to well I mean what
2: I'd say if Mark Howard doesn't start on Saturday I think he's probably played his last game for Wrexham I, I don't know if you, you agree disagree with that but I mean he signed a one-year contract when he arrived from Carlisle got a big vote of confidence from Phil Parkinson after the immediate after the Bromley game now you've got to sign a Premier League goalkeeper who from everything we've heard this week has absolutely no intention of sitting on the bench um you know is is yeah i mean he hasn't played in what nine ten months hasn't played a game He's, his only training before he did his first training session with Rexham was obviously cycles a lot but his only football sort of training was fielding balls from a you know one of those ball cannons ball machines in his garage
0: as so, youtubers
2: Play and look you know is it is it i saw somebody say it's like riding a bike when you're that good you only need a session or two, and you'll be straight back into the swing of things. And you know, he clearly keeps himself in great shape. That's obviously different to being ready for a football match, but he's clearly not out of shape. Is he? And out of fitness, I, I, I have to feel for Mark Howard because, as much as Parky and everyone else wants to say, it's no knock on him. Really, I think if you would, if you had total faith in him, well, you know, we we're talking about going and get a goalkeeper for depth. But I think if you really focused on him, you'd have probably gone for cover, and you, that you haven't gone for cover. you you've gone for one of. The best goalkeepers you could have got, you know, anywhere in the country. So, yeah, I think come the summer, Rich, I think we could see a whole host of new goalkeepers potentially clearing the decks, you know. And you could be, you could make an argument for all of them, all
0: of them going. So, big opportunity for the yeah as well. Though, Wrexham have played 38 league games. Mark Howard has played 33 of them. Layton has only made five league appearances this season. I know he's been the recent number one, but like you said, there it is. It is odd, isn't it, that there is so much backing for Howard and he is a a keeper that Wrexham really do rate. But Ben Foster is just... He isn't cover, is he? Because like you said, if you want cover, you get someone who's second choice now in the Football League or whatever. You you get someone who can come do a job, sort of worst-case scenario. Ben Foster, there is no reason for him to come out of retirement to sit on the bench for a non-league football team. I just, uh, just can't see any logic in that whatsoever. It'll be, it'll be, too, be too much of a storyline, Rich, as well. You, you know how it
2: works. We're both working in the same industry. Be, it'll, it'll be fielding questions after every game if Ben Foster doesn't start. You know, why is he not starting? And everything that comes with it, you know, we're going to supposedly be getting these match day vlogs and everything and you know, dare I say that Foster will probably be pumping out more content than then the club have got, you know, the the means to do so on a on a weekly basis. He's got a massive, you know, uh back in following. He's got more followers on TikTok than Wrexham have and, and all these other things that come with it. it. Commercially, it's absolutely huge for him and for Wrexham. And I would be amazed, uh I would actually be amazed if he just came and sat on the bench for the next eight games in, in case anything happens to Howard. I'd be stunned by that.
0: Of course it was only two weeks ago we mentioned that Wrexham had sort of held very brief talks about signing ben foster last summer as well we understand yeah. that was before they'd actually signed mark howard the rex were just sort of trying to scope out who they could get in as an experienced goalkeeper to be the number one all season and mark howard came out on top they will have looked at loads and loads of goalkeepers and again that's another endorsement of mark howard that he did stand up you know and stand out because we had so much up op- so many options last summer and it's mark howard who who got that and of course Ben Foster at that time was so focused on his own business interest, his own commercial interest, building his podcast, his platform and his personality really, which is totally understandable because he had decided to retire of course. Um, Interesting then as well that in the wake of the deal, his agent Richard Lee came out and said that it is the most creative deal to date that they've ever been involved in. This is a quote from uh, Richard Lee this week speaking to goalkeeper.com. He said, it wasn't a simple deal there were other factors in it given what Wrexham have got going on on the commercial side what Ben also has going on. It was about figuring out a way that it worked for both parties while making sure that first and foremost it was about the football. Ben wants to add to what they're already doing a great job but there are also other things that help both Wrexham and Ben longer term so explore a few different ideas that help both parties. Both Ben and the club were really keen for it to happen and you mentioned there Nath that the matchday vlogs will be a key part of this because Foster kind of shot to notoriety in that COVID season when he was at Watford in the right. championship and he did his matchday vlogs really good access, real sort of colour and back to see brilliant stuff. Raw footage of what it's like to be in a in a match. And of course this is a time when fans can access the the games themselves. And of course when Watford got promoted he then couldn't do that in the Premier League. There's such strict rules over the rights in the top flight that he couldn't put any match footage, even if it was from a GoPro, on his YouTube channels. I so- mean, no,
2: there was a story, Rich, in the, in the Watford, is it the Watford Observer, uh, one of the Watford media channels, sort of either when he was leaving at the end. That one of the, I think, it was the chief exec. Somebody was. It, it became irritating for certain people at the club that he was filming so much and the fact that he was, you know, documenting everything. Um, it's not for everyone. It, he'll be coming into a situation where there are cameras everywhere, I'm sure he'll be very used to that and very comfortable, clearly at Watford certain people weren't comfortable with that um, I just think that quote you read there so much of it was not about the football, you know, for as much as it's uh, it's about the football and I, I mean, it, is it? I don't know, I, I just thought every, so much of that creative quote and it making it work for both sides, what's there to make work? And I don't, you know, it's clearly commercially, you want my opinion, I just think it's really commercially driven He's obviously a brilliant goalkeeper, but the, the benefit of coming to Wrexham is not some uh, you know nostalgia drive back down memory lane and he feels like he owes his career to Wrexham and yada, yada, yada that I've seen people say. It's hugely beneficial for both sides commercially. He's a huge, yeah. he's a huge draw and, and Wrexham are a massive draw and he's going to end up with Ryan Reynolds on his podcast. That's his hero, I think, or one of his heroes.
0: Job done on both sides exactly it does benefit both parties as they said there and like you said Nathan there's a nice narrative that you can push that he's coming back to where it all began you know Wrexham were the springboard for for his career he got spotted playing for Wrexham in the LDV Vans Trophy Final against Southend so Alex Ferguson was there to watch his son Darren play Wrexham win 2-0 and at the end of the season Sir Alex Ferguson signs Ben Foster for Manchester United funnily enough if you want to read more about that I will have tweeted a story by the time you listen to this, so you can read about how Foster's first spell at Wrexham helped springboard his career and how he is coming full circle now. That is a nice narrative. You can't get away from that. There is an element of that, of course, and he spoke... It is. He said, it, it is. Nicely said yeah. how he's coming back, but like you said, Nick, right. if it was just that, he wouldn't have
2: signed, would he? No, no cha- not a chance in hell. Um, like, yeah. take, away the, take away the documentary and just say we were flush with cash with owners that, that didn't have movie stuff. I don't... I That's just my opinion. People can disagree with that. Ben Foster can even disagree with that if he wants, but... It'd be good if yeah, he called it, you out, wouldn't it? I mean, Dan Evans oh, did a long that. time ago, the British tennis player, he did, and that was... I mean, I was totally in the right, so he looked very silly, but, um, yeah, Ben Foster wants to call me out, and I just don't believe it. I'm too cynical now. I've seen so many, you know, sport is it, it dressed up to have all these amazing narratives and nostalgia. It's all about, you know, personal gain, and... He will gain a lot from Return to Wrexham with his spotlight on. He'll be great for the documentary. It's a great storyline with eight games to go. Former Man United, former England goalkeeper coming in. You know, it's it, it's it's for me nice if he can get Wrexham up into so that you know he can play a role in getting Wrexham promoted. That is obviously good and he's very, very competitive, he said by himself. But evidently, the elephant in the room is that this is huge for his growing personal brand. There's no getting. He even said himself on this podcast. He even said himself that with the guy he does the podcast with, it's the perfect situation for him. Huge media attention. The obviously the links to Rexham, which definitely you say plays a part. There's a part to be played in going back, eating in the same canteen that he used to eat in. You know, coming back into the car park for the first time and everything, and, and seeing the race course. Obviously, there's a nostalgia to it, but evidently, the the huge commercial interest is a massive factor, and and.
0: That may be what keeps him on longer term. Who knows? Uh, elephant in a room and elephants. Well, it's a myth, isn't it, that elephants like peanuts? And that's what Ben Foster says he's being paid just to play for Rector at the moment. Mainly accommodation, travel sorted. He'll be getting sort of standard wage, still a good footballer's wage, but by no means sort of mega bucks for this level. Because, like you said, the creativity of the deal is that he will gain more from being part of this. You know, the, his signing was filmed already by the documentary crew. He'll be. Shown no doubt in welcome to Wrexham quite heavily chance to be an instant hero huge media appeal like you said Ryan Reynolds has already agreed to go on his podcast having initially blanked him when he contacted him was it last year or so and I think it's 2021 yeah. yeah 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 and of course this weekend if Ben Foster pl- makes his debut does a matchday vlog there's instant access to Rob and Ryan who are who have both confirmed they're over this weekend for the York game and the the women's match against Connor's Key on Sunday which again is covered in our usual podcast you can go back and listen to. This is just a bonus shorter podcast today to, to speak foster and It is a really interesting one. And I think what came across well for me, is what, at least Nathan, is the way that Ben spoke so fondly of, of Phil Parkinson and said, you know, he is just a huge part in the deal, proper passionate old-school football manager. Called him Salt of the Earth, which I'm surprised is a nickname you haven't tried to copyright. <laughs> it, it is, you know, it is refreshing that, but Phil Parkinson and him seem to be aligned with their philosophy and approach to football. Both no-nonsense, don't want any egos, really, is what they've, what they've said. Um, ben Foster's word was he doesn't want a plonker. Weren't very Del Boy on that. Don't be a plonker. <laughs> yeah, very. And Parkey sort of said to him in that first conversation, it was Fos- it was centred on whether Foster was in the right place physically and mentally for the challenge of a promotion run, And this is someone who turns 40. Is it a week on Monday a week on Tuesday, April you, April the third something like that yeah, yeah week three, on Monday two, forty yeah. years old for that final month of the national league season and it is just gonna be a case of whether Ben Foster is physically up for this because yes he's got so much experience but when you've had nine months off it will take a little while to to get the oil on the on the joints and stuff and for him to to feel match prepared and, and match sharp but Nathan, I think as we both said we just fully expect him to start. Straight away, really? What well, uh, the question is:
2: Would you start him straight away? Uh, the, uh, I, uh, I don't know. Like I say, I I think, if, I think he
0: does... if you're gonna start him at all. You you start him straight away. I don't see any benefit in giving Howard one game. Because, for example, what happens if we play York? Mark Howard keeps a crash. sheet, makes a Rob Lainton-esque save, saves a penalty, has the game of his life. You can't then drop him. Right, but then if on on if I play devil's advocate,
2: he's had. One session on Wednesday with a, a ball cannon. He's trained on Thursday. I'm not sure if they do a session on Friday. I'm not privy to the team's schedule and Saturday. So you're going to tell me that a player who's been retired for nine, ten months who's obviously immensely talented and is a better goalkeeper than Mark Howard. That don't make any. let no bones about that. Mark he's a Howard knows the so, championship, and right? So, 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 he's so, a better so, goalkeeper than lots of president, president. So, so. So that's not that's not up for debate. But what I'm saying is, that he's obviously been retired for a long time. hasn't played any football. He's had one training session that I, that we know of. that I know of, and, and you're saying he's he's, he's going to go straight. What does that say about Mark Howard? If you, I mean, people obviously have their their opinions of Mark Howard, but we're led to believe they're very popular in the changing room Phil Parkinson's a big fan I-
0: and as we said Nate, the fact that Wrexham weren't initially looking to go out and buy a goalkeeper this week they, they had this deadline to, to sign a goalkeeper because emergency loans wouldn't have been you can't argue for that when you've got Rory Watson in reserve no. that's the reason he didn't no. go to Tottenham is because when Hugo Lloris got injured Fraser Forster and Alfie Whiteman were both too experienced to to vindicate and sanction an emergency loan signing. So Wrexham had this now or never dilemma on a goalkeeper. They decided to go with it with Ben Foster. Like you he said, he's extreme if you're calling him cover because he's a different calibre. Yeah. Like, yeah right. What does that mean for Mark Howard? Because he at the start of the week was deemed good enough. Parky praised him for his second half performance. Yeah, right. And there was a, there was a possibility he would have been our number one to the end of the season and we wouldn't have signed back backup, but now we have, and the whole mentality and dynamic has just shifted.
2: Well, Rich, it's, it's one of them where if Howard starts, all, all the eyes and the camera lenses will be fixed on Ben Foster on the bench, you know, and that'll be its own narrative, that'll be its own side show, it's just inevitable, he's it's, it's such a big name, it'll be his first game, first chance to be involved, um, but if, if, if Ben Howard, if Ben Ben Howard, that's the college suit Ben Foster, if he starts, what what if he starts and early on in the game, there's just an error, you know, he's he's not quite fully up to speed, I don't want to look too doom and gloom on it, it's, a, it's an unbelievable signing to be made and I was very giddy when I saw it, and very happy, but, there seems to be both. There's there's pitfalls on both sides. Either you play Howard, and and clearly, you know the fan sentiment around Howard is not great post Maidenhead. You have to you have to be honest about that. Yeah, you know, obviously not everyone is against him, but quite clearly, whenever I go to games, there's a audible jeer of Howard. Um, you know, people around me are obviously very unhappy at him. Um, since Maidenhead, P- Foster will be immensely popular. People will want him to play. I just think it's not a choice I'd want to be making. I don't envy Phil Parkinson at all. Um, because I think if Mark Howard doesn't play, he's probably done um, with his contract up at the end of the season. And if Ben Foster plays, I mean, like you say, what if Howard has an absolute blinder, clean sheet? How can he then be dropped for Oldham? It's really a, a strange one, Richard, a real, real strange one.
0: And yeah, like you said again, what happens if Ben Foster plays and he's not as good as Mark Howard? I mean, he should be. I mean, you know, he is as, as a career-wise and his highs are much higher, but... Considering he isn't maybe Matt Sharp, what if he does play then, and then has a howl himself? Then do you stick with him for the rest of the season? There's so much to it and it's going to be fascinating. And of course, on next week's podcast, we'll dissect whatever did happen against York City and look ahead properly to, to that Oldham game. But Naif, I suppose from the quotes of, of Foster himself, he's spoken as if he is coming here to play games. He's spoken about it being, we've got eight games, eight matches for him. He's mentioned the match matchday vlogs. There is no benefit I can see of him coming out of retirement just to be on the bench. A match day vlog doesn't work as well if he's just sat there in the stand giving his own commentary on a match. You'd be surprised what people would watch on YouTube,
2: though. You know, he's just being around a team that's got its own documentary in Ryan Reynolds. If Ryan Reynolds ends up in his TikTok, I mean, right, there's obviously immense benefit to that still. I still think if he isn't involved on Saturday, he'll still get an unbelievable matchday vlog back around the place. But I'm with you, Rich. That, that Zoom call he had, 20, 20, 30 minutes with with Phil Parkinson on, was it Tuesday, Wednesday he had a Zoom call with him? I think it was Wednesday. The, the, surely to God he's, he's he's sought some kind of assurance that he's going to play. Because like you say, why on earth would you bother coming out of retirement just to sit on the bench for eight games? I don't, I don't get it. It wouldn't make any sense, surely. I guess the biggest
0: question of all, Knife, what squad number will he wear? Number 33 last time he was at Wrexham. I mean, what I think, I think what does K- called about he has
2: twenty three. I think is that the mm-hmm. that his squad number, and obviously Laneton is one.
0: The trickler that he went down one of those. Do you remember Zamorano for Inter Milan? He used to be number nine, and then they saw, they signed R nine Ronaldo, so number nine was gone. So his number was number eighteen with a plus mark in the middle of it. One plus eight equals nine. I'm trying to wonder how Ben Foster can make himself number one without having the number one squad number
2: oh god um i've i don't don't know what i mean i could plump for any number maybe it'll be in the 30s at some point maybe can he still have 33 is that still available if it is that 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 would be the good narrative if you you really want to lean in if you really want to lean into narrative and stuff go for 33 but i I thought that would have been revealed already but but clearly not and also i don't know with a kind of move, I know Billy Waters, when Parkinson did his interview on Friday, was still waiting for international clearance. So um, I'm not sure how it works with Ben Foster, given he's completely unattached.
0: He still needs to be registered by the Welsh FA, regardless of where he's come from, doesn't he? So yeah, it's not FA to FA, so it's a bit easier. There's less paperwork to get through, I imagine, but he still needs to be yeah, yeah put in and uh, and to be registered properly. And, you know, interesting as well that couple of questions we asked for your questions on social media if you if you want to know um about it and l- most of the questions are all will he start what do we expect to to see happening now I mean it's you
2: know it is I expect him to I, I expect him to start if I'm being totally honest I would expect him come two o'clock and be the main to be the, to be the main goalkeeper and I would expect that we don't see mark Howard for the next eight games or in a yeah. shirt again if I'm being that, that I mean do you disagree with that
0: no, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I think you've just got, you've got to play your best players, and Ben Foster is the best goalkeeper outside, like below the Premier League playing in, in Britain. Right, right, you right. Know. So you've got to play, you've got to take a step back really and just think, this is Ben Foster. This is an incredible capture. A um, couple of questions that we had. Neil Underwood, and uh, there's another question as well that asked this. Uh, I think Gaz Evans asked it is how do you think this will affect the relationship with the defence and overall squad harmony? I mean, Richard Lee, again, uh, Ben Foster's agent, said he's a big personality, he won't be shy, he will be a positive influence in the dressing room, but he knows it's not the Ben Foster show. There's always got to be an element of a circus because it's someone who is a mega player, who most of these players will have only watched on TV, they might know him from via friends or you know, friends of friends or whatever, but do you think there's going to be a dynamic of he seems really likeable and one of the lads and like he wants to just be down to earth and get straight down it and play football and make that the main focus of this whole story but do you think there is going to be an element of having a bit of teething issues difficult for him to adapt
2: I mean I, I'm i of the belief that talented players can play with anyone you know and if we're saying that Jordan Tunnicliffe is top class Ben Tose is you know a leader has played hundreds and hundreds of games you know, Ben Foster's played hundreds and hundreds of games with, respectfully, far more talented centre-backs than what we've got at our disposal right now. And that's obviously no disrespect to playing in the Premier League for, you know, um, elite-level clubs. I'm sure he'll be fine. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's not his first rodeo, is it, in goal. Will it be odd? I, yeah, it's a different voice behind them, but, you know, you've got one of the best goalkeepers, like you say, in the country, really, um, even at his age now. So is it is it going to really throw anyone off their game you know they're all really experienced but yeah Owen O'Connell is another really experienced campaigner so I just think they'll, they'll have total faith that he'll be bang at it and um it'd be interesting kind of the introductions he made you know did he just focus this week or these couple of days on just getting to know the defenders did he really get to know everyone in the squad I don't know it'd be interesting if toes are pulled him aside or they had any special one-on-one time but maybe these are the type of things we'll find out in the match day vlogs and and uh sure if he ends up doing any more media with reporters that you know that aren't at the club hopefully they can press him a little bit more on his preparation and everything like that um but we'll see i i, I don't have any real doubt that tozer and everyone will be able to play just fine with him
0: yeah i think there'll be a few little maybe iffy moments and of. Not, not necessarily goal errors or whatever, but maybe a few awkward moments of when he comes for crosses, when he knows to leave his area, maybe a few little communication things, but that is just natural of any new player adapting to a new side. It, so, Rich,
2: it'll be interesting to see if someone really lands one on him. You know, the striker really sort of lands lands a challenge on him, just see physically. So John Lewis,
0: who plays the front for Yorks. So. uh
2: I think they've got, uh, I think we, they said in the pod this week, wasn't it, Shaq Ford is, is, the, is the lad? Um, Shaki Ford or something. It'd just be really interesting if, if you know, because Layton is incredibly brave, and at, at this level, we've seen some really rough challenges on goalkeepers. So, you know, I, I guess he he feels fit and he feels fine, but you're never really going to know until till the whistle blows. And and York are, are going to try and test him early, no doubt. If I was, if it was the other way around and Ben Foster was turning out for York, there was a story recently about Danny Rose was training for York. I will tell you, for one, if Danny Rose, as good as he is. If he'd have signed for York, I'd have said target him early on, body him up, try and try and get him behind him, test him out, test the hamstrings, and I'm sure York's message will be make Foster dive early, make him make him make some saves early on, just to see how he is. Also, yeah, we'll no my welcome
0: to Wrexham, welcome to the National League, I suppose. Right, right. Will be their approach. Uh, final question: We had Nath from the Ledge 86 on Twitter. Thank you for getting in touch. Remember, you can get in touch with Rob Ryan Red on all the socials. He said, "Could we get him next season as well?" would be great for his social ambitions and Richard Lee, his agent, again said in this Athletic article, he said, although there is no option in the contract to extend his short-term deal, stranger things have happened. Wrexham and Ben Foster, do you see it just as eight games, the last dance? Or do you think there could be more beyond that? It's
2: one of them, isn't it? I think if you... I'm a big believer in not letting things drag on, you know what I mean? Like, if you're talking about the last dance... With Michael Jordan, it it, it wasn't his last dance. Ended up at the Washington Wizards, and you know retired on a bit of a downward turn. You know the Chicago Bulls was was the greatest point of his of his dynasty, and went out with a bit of a whimper. Didn't affect the legacy and all that. Getting a bit sidetracked, but you know if he gets Rexham up, or if he plays a role in getting Rexham up. Obviously, Mark Howard has played a, a massive role in getting getting us this far, and Rob Lanes. But if he plays a a small role now in getting us up, and you know, gets some great content. Ryan Reynolds goes on his podcast in the documentary. Everyone benefits from it. get huge exposure. Ben Foster gets huge exposure. There's a there's a beauty in just calling it calling it quits. There. Do you know what I mean? I, sometimes it's it's what a, what a nice story you've come back to where it all began. 18 years after you left, you've gotten back in the football league. 15 years after they got relegated, that's that's a nice way to finish it. Now, do you want to go into League Two and and it's, it's it's one of them where I find sports stars that I speak to, they're, they're very rarely, they're always quite reluctant to walk away. Because what if Wrexham with the squad they've got going on, go on and get double promotion if they can get out of this league? You know, They'll be confident then of getting out of league too. So the temp- the temptation would have to be there, wouldn't it, Rich? If he go up and it's a massive success commercially for everyone involved. Massive temptation. He doesn't need the money, but he very he much wants to be involved. I don't know, what do you think?
0: I feel like I'm on the money there. I agree. And I would say. I suppose, I suppose we just say stranger things have happened, haven't they? You never All right, ever. Richard Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose that's um, what we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens in these, in these last eight games and see if Ben Foster really can contribute to Rexman's return to the Football League. Here's hoping that he can, and then we will see what lies on the horizon. Nate, thank you very much for hopping on to do another impromptu bonus podcast. Thank you. Well, look, we, we couldn't really ignore it, could we? Um,
2: be the biggest... I mean, Wrexham was everywhere. National media, international media. And, and you know, it's like every everyone was trying to find links to Ben Foster, all his former clubs, ex-so-and-so has joined Wrexham. Huge, huge news. Um, and guess all eyes
0: now on that team sheet, 2 o'clock Saturday. We will be back next week to discuss whatever did happen against York this weekend and look ahead to that match against older Rob Ryanred on all the socials, RobRyanred at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening today. Take care. See you again next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.